Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot take 39 a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present he is jed shepherd and he is the jelly man rob jelly himself (laughs) are you ready for this jelly i am are you i am are you i am good well that's that's kind of handy because i'm here now it's only because uh, people think of jelly moulds, but you've broken the mould. I have. By being the only Rob Jelly that I know. Uh, yeah, I'm not the only Rob Jelly, though, weirdly. Are you not? No, I'm not. No, here's a weird one for you. Okay. So uh, I, I discovered there was a, a jelly family group on, on Facebook, and they were sort of doing family tree sort of stuff, and I, I dived into it. It's like it. a Mr. Man book. Um, basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and I discovered another Rob Jelly, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool, right? Right. But clearly he's going to be on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Right. Lives in London. Oh God! Right. Yeah. Right. So that was weird. Okay. So he lives really close yeah. to where I am. I thought, well, it'd probably be like you know in his fifties. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like different generation Rob Jelly. Oh no no no! He's six months younger than me. <laughs> so not only has he got the same name as me, he lives within probably fifty miles of me. Yeah. We have almost the same birthdays. Right. Oh, God. So I thought. Well, he's he's going to be. What's going to happen here is he's going to be the opposite to me. So, like, he's not going to be the bubbly, bouncy, you know, fun-loving, sporting kind of guy. Yeah. No, he's very much that as well. Well, see, hang on, you met him or did... no? No, right, I haven't right. yet to find him yet. But I will You're not this, to touch this, him, this, otherwise the world explodes. Well, this, um, this is what I'm worried about. Um, turns out he likes American football, like oh. I do. So you found another person. He got engaged the same year I did. Okay. Right. Okay. It's really, really weird. That's um, bizarre. You two. So I don't know if he listens to this. We need him on on the show. Okay. If he listens, Rob. If Other you, Rob. If you listen to this podcast, um, get in touch on Twitter. Yeah. Um, or find me on. Well, phones on Facebook anyway. You're so, invited to Post Pop HQ. Um, come, come on, on the on. podcast. We'd love to have you on because it would blow my tiny little mind as well as Jed's because he'd have it, two it, Rob Jellies to talk to. It's crazy. It's just, <laughs> one is never enough. Um, oh, but that, that's funny because. Like I once had an email, um, and this again, I, I seem to be telling stories that make me out to be a bad guy, but here's another story. So I received an email, um, and it was like subject, something like history homework or something. I was like, okay, what, what's this? Opened, I thought it was like spam. Uh, Dear Professor Shepherd, um, <laughs> as discussed, I'm sending you uh, the latest version of my uh, history coursework. Um, please let me know if you have any any notes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, there's another... Well, this has come to the wrong yeah. person. So I Googled it. There's a a teacher, a professor in Canada, in like Toronto, I think, yeah. called Jed Shepard. He's called Jed. Jed as well. Shepard, spelled exactly the same. I really hoped he was called Ted Shepard. No, he's I called like, Jed Shepard. Um, so what, what would you do in this situation? Ignore it, email back and say no, sorry. No, pretend I was him. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> So I was just like, I think it was like a Sunday or something. I turned off, and I remember this very clearly. <laughs> Rob's dying. Oh. I remember very clearly going, 
I'm gonna pause pause this while I'm watching right now, and I'm gonna I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> Two hours later, after I'd reviewed, I'm I'm rubbish at history, but I reviewed this history thing. It was about I don't know, it was about like the Egyptians or something. <laughs> and I put my comments. I was like, okay, that could that that could be cool. Maybe try this. But I, I kind of use my writing experience about how to format things. Sent off to this girl. Yeah. And she replied almost immediately and said, oh, thanks thanks very much, Professor Shepard. That's really helpful. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel really, really, <laughs> really bad now. And then I forgot Is this about, like a degree project? Uh, or is this like high school like, or something? Oh, okay, yeah. fine. So it's not not like no, super, super... No. Well, okay, hopefully right. it wasn't like a university thing because it was quite basic. <clears throat> and then maybe two or three months passed and then yeah. I got an email from that girl saying, um, you're not you're not Professor Shepard, are you? <laughs> ignore, <laughs> ignore. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like she she might have like missed the, the deadline for her homework or something because it came to me. But that's just one of the... I do nice things as well. I was going to say, it, that didn't happen obviously this week. No. Because <laughs> this week... Oh, do you know what I was doing this week? I don't know. <laughs> the way you're looking at me now makes me think that maybe I don't want to know what you're doing this week. So do you remember a couple of weeks ago when um, Emma Billingwall came on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV Times critic, yeah. She let it slip that you had some stand-up online. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so, oh, you haven't found if it. You, if you think that I wouldn't track it down immediately. <laughs> so I've been watching your stand-up quite a lot. Um, and guys, if you're out there, type in... Do you want no, to... No, no, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Do it, do it, it's fine. Just type in Rob Jelly stand-up. Um, and that's what you really I think it's on YouTube, it's, isn't it? It's, not, it's, yeah, on, it's YouTube. on YouTube. Um, and... Basically, the boy did good. Boy did good. I'll give you. I'll give you a little snapshot. So okay. this is uh, the the host of the of the of the evening, and this is your first ever. I'd never done it before. Yeah, you look confident on this. Um, and this is um, the compare um, introducing Mr. Jelly uh, to his first stand up event. Guys, are you ready for Rob Jelly? Yeah. Guys, come to the stage, Mr. Jelly. Come on. And this Rob runs onto stage. No shoes on. No shoes. Well, actually, yeah, it was a bank holiday weekend. Yes, lovely energy. Right, quick question. Who's done B&Q or IKEA this weekend? Oh. I'm not going Bank holiday weekend, as grown-ups, is DIY, yeah? DIY. It's what we do. As adults, we grow up and you're boring. I'm calling you all boring. Don't give a shit. Ooh. If you don't hate me for calling you boring, I'm going to give you an excuse right now to hate me. You've all picked up the phone at some point, and the phone is gone. Hello, thank you for calling Desto Mobile. Please press one to speak to an operator. I'm the silly bastard that does them. So if you want to hate me for anything, you can hate me for that. I'm not bullshit. And we'll leave it there. You've got, you got a big laugh straight away. Well, the whole thing with comedy is I, I, as I learned quite quickly on the night is be confident just tell the joke and it, like we actually said about 40 Towers when we were demo yeah, on yeah. Um, commit to the joke yeah despite whether anyone gets it or not just commit to the joke see it through to the end mm-hmm. and move on from it so that's kind of what I did and so, so what you're saying is right. like you want me to start my hour long giraffe joke when you're ready <laughs> I, do you know when I listened to that back I actually laughed Mm. At myself, it was funny. It's, it's funny it, was, it was funny. It was really, really good. Um, <laughs> what have yeah, you been so, up to? <laughs> uh, what have I done? I don't know. We're working bits at the moment. I'm planning yeah. something quite big um, at work uh, are, in regards yeah. to um, sport relief. 
Yeah. Um, that's a, this is a spoiler, by the way, uh, in case you listen to the show and this. Um, I can't tell you much more at the moment because it's all very much plan, plan, plan. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully at the end of March, uh, during the Sport Relief Week, I shall be doing something quite, uh, well, I think the word for it is epic. Okay. Um, so watch this space and when I get yeah. some details I can share with you, I'll do so. That's interesting. Just when you, when you said about, not the Sports Relief thing is interesting, but also the crossover between listeners of this and your show i wonder if how much of a crossover there is because if you listen to this and you're you call in to rob Jelly's show you should call in live on air at one point and say where's jed <laughs> just, just just where's jed I should, actually, actually i should get you to record some like just key lines and i'll have them on hotkeys yeah. and every time i just get stuck i go jed and you can go yeah it's not under the stairs and i just carry on yeah you help me get out of a, like a, a sticky situation if so. yeah or if a guest has been unfunny you can just well what does jed have to say and i'm just like no. jed have you got anything to add to that I'm no like, i'm bored now yeah. <laughs> move, on. move on move on yeah <laughs> all right listen before we get too much more sidetracked this morning or this evening whatever time of the day you're listening to this uh, podcast in thank bed. you very much indeed for listening uh subscribe on itunes or via the post pop podcasts website and uh, we shall dive into two more shows uh jed shepherd far away with the first one this week am i first this you week? are first this week you you put down the first show so you I get to go first i think i was first last week well, I can go first. It's not yeah. a problem. It's not not a problem by me, mate. I know I'm going to win this week, so it's fine. <laughs> it's only because I... So you've got to be confident when you say these things. The reason why I want it this way round is because I want to end on a high. Oh, very, <laughs> very funny. Okay, well, I am going to go for the show that is Everybody Loves Raymond. ironic title really isn't it i know already what you're going to say about this i think well you never know i might surprise you so like my introduction to this i mentioned it briefly last week a good friend of mine who sadly passed away at a very young age he was um he was a real good guy and i respected his choice of music um films people impeccable taste but then one day he said to me, <laughs> Jenny, got to watch your show. It's the best sitcom I've ever watched. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you, you've told me to watch it, so I'll watch it. What's it called? Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I was like, right, okay. Isn't it that show that's on, like, during the day and it's kind of just about a family or something? Yeah, like, trust me, Jenny, watch it. So I tried. <laughs> okay. I tried. To be fair, I didn't watch it from the start, so this is actually the first time I've seen the pilot episode. All right. Because I think I started just... When just on TV, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Well, the first episode is called Pilots. Yes, um, and weirdly, um, I've seen bits of Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. over the years. Like, you know, just flipping through the right TV, uh, and you kind of catch a bit of it here, catch a bit of it there. Um, and there's a nice. I, I actually think the start of it is really good because you kind Does of it just, always start like this. Because I was just like, well, well what I is, don't think so. Happening? I don't, I don't right. think so. So the very first shot you've got is this sort of very natural opening. So it sort of fades from black into the kitchen, mm-hmm. and uh, and the lady is there, uh, Deborah. She's feeding the kids, yeah. and it's chaos. It's three kids. This- I, I'm out already. I, I've already lost interest. Fine. Like of the sh- from the show, I was like, mm, no. Okay, but you've not given it a chance to, to yeah, expand yeah, from here. Enough. So, but it's a, you're just diving into a situation. So there's something going on. Here we are, and, and you're thinking, well, the, where's the new character? Where is the character we're going to follow? Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, within a few minutes, it, it Raymond appears, um, and chaos continues to ensue. Um, <laughs> but the weird thing was, and that was fine. No problem with that. Yeah. And the weird bit was then 
going outside into the garden and Raymond doing a piece to camera. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a documentary. Like his pug wall. Yeah. Like his pug wall grown up. Like, hi guys, I, yeah, I'm I, a dad hi, of his family. I'm Raymond and yeah. this is where I live with my family. My wife and daughter and my two boys. Yeah. And uh, I do anything. And it, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, he's like, my parents live across like, the road. I was a bit baffled by what was going on, but I kind of let it happen yeah. and, and let it continue. But this is the exact same star as Pugwall. It's exactly what he did. To camera, he described his whole family, and then you've got Marmalade, then you've got my dad, and we call him this because of this reason, and then you've got my mum. It's the same thing. This it is. is we should have put, grown we, up. We should have put we this should have put together. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if he gets a better score than that or not. Um, I know you do, you nerd. <laughs> you bloody um, nerd. <laughs> um, the music is, is very much sort of like an incidental lounge music yeah. kind of vibe. I, I um, quite like that, actually. Which is okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit different. I don't know how much uh, other television had used mm-hmm. such kind of style, but, you yeah. know, why we not? We use it on this very show. That kind of like we, lounge we lift absolutely music. do. We yeah. absolutely do. Um, the the premise is, is this: you're kind of getting introduced to all the main characters of the show. You've got Raymond Barone, who's played by Ray Romano. Uh, you've got Deborah, his wife. Uh, they've got three kids, daughter, uh, and two twins, uh, sons as well. Yeah. And then you've got um, you've got Marie and Frank, uh, who are Ray's mum and dad. They yep. live across the road, and with them lives Ray's brother Robert, yeah. who is about six foot nine, yeah. um, and dopey as you like. He's he's my favourite character in this by a long shot. Yeah, he's great. So dry and so sort of non uh, non expressive. Yeah, and just hates the fact that like Ray is so successful. He's like, oh, everybody loves Raymond. Well, that's yeah, exactly. And it was eight minutes and eight minutes forty five seconds when I clocked it because yeah. he was he was talking about um, a trophy on the side because Ray's a sports reporter, yeah. so writes for big ma- magazines and websites and such. So he um, he gets to travel around the world and interview like you know the greatest sports people in the world. And he got this award for a particular article he wrote. And, and Robert sort of complained. He goes, "I get shot at." I'm like, "What do I get? Nothing." Yeah. And he goes, "He writes something about some basketball player, and he gets a trophy." Yeah. He goes, "Everybody loves Raymond." Yeah. Um, and you know, it's kind of a nice sort of dynamic between the two brothers in yeah. that they are quite competitive against each other. Yeah. And um, that dynamic doesn't change throughout the whole series. Like no, from what that, I've watched. that that keeps. Through, yeah. That runs through, you know, mm-hmm. throughout. Um, the parents are very overbearing, yeah. uh, being that they live across the road. Um, yeah. They always pop in, <laughs> yeah. and that seems to be um, a rather major bugbear for Deborah. Yes, who, who isn't that keen on his mum? No, and I can see why because she's annoying as you like. Yeah, um, always interfering, always trying to just. Tell them that no, you don't do it that way. You do it this way, and and, and just popping in without any invite. When, exactly. You know, and they're having, they're trying to have a bit of uh, uh, just quick grown up time, shall we? <laughs> um, and suddenly the door bursts open yeah. and, and such. There's uh, a there's a trick to that. Lock your door. Well, there is that. <laughs> yeah, there is. They did have a chain on the door, so they could have done that as well. And I guess the whole show in general is the everyday life of Ray. It is it's, it's following the everyday life, and and it's. It's quite relatable in that way. Yeah. It is quite light, quite easygoing, um, and it's very much all those sort of trials and tribulations of everyday life that's trying to be, I guess, portrayed across uh, across each of the shows. Yeah. Um, started in 1996, mm-hmm. so this is a little bit before the likes of Friends and such like that. Yeah. Um, but in, in um, kind of in, in a way, um, they're still using this kind of group dynamic 
you've got the generations, you've got the family side of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the classic sitcom kind of set up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, and we're going to talk about it in, in the next up, in the next TV show we talk about as well. But, um, I mean, Ray Romano, he was like a renowned stand-up comedian. Yep. And he was doing well, and people liked him. He was quite an endearing character, so they were like, okay, we'll give you a development deal, have a series. I don't think anyone thought it would kind of blow up and be the, the biggest sitcom on TV for a number of years. Yeah. Made Ray Morano, Romano a multi-multi-millionaire. 210 episodes. Holy moly. I know. Jesus. Once you get to 100, <laughs> once you get to 100... It's enough. That's like when you get into syndication, and that's when you make the big money. So to do 210 is ridiculous. Yeah. It went on for a while. It yeah. went on for a while. And they're only short. They're, so they're only 20 minutes long uh, with all the adverts. It makes it a half an hour slot yeah. that takes up on the telly. Um, and, I, and I think it's just easy. It's light. Um, it, it just... It, it is, it's the relatability. This, that's what this works with. It works with um, situations and the relationships that you have. Um, like Ray's trying to please everyone. He's a, he's a people pleaser, but by doing that, he pleases nobody. And it's the situations he gets himself in by lying to so and so, and lying to that yeah. person, and lying to that person. So make sure that he doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. But in the process, what hurts he, everybody's everyone feelings, gets yeah. annoyed at him. Um, and and it kind of it continually sort of cycles back to this whole like well, you know everyone loves Raymond because he's trying so hard, um, yeah. and everyone knows a try hard. Yeah. Everybody knows a try hard. Mm-hmm. Um, who continually fails? Who continually messes it up? <laughs> um, and, and it's not—it's not they're doing it maliciously. They're just—it's yeah. just the way that they are. They mm-hmm. try to be this nice guy, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes you've got to tell it as it is. Yeah, I mean, um, most of these—well, the early episodes at least—were based on his like stand-up comedy, like the situations he says about his wife and his kids yep. in his stand-up comedy. And it's—I mean, it, to be fair, it's translated very well. It's just to me, this it just—it doesn't. It's not for me. No, it's a bit bubblegum. Yeah. I mean, I understand that it's it, it's a popular show and it's funny in bits. I did. I, I thought it was amusing. I really like the brother um, and the wife's kind of cool as well. And But there's nothing here that I haven't seen a million times before. Yeah, um, or since. Yeah, and because this was on just after the show that we're about to talk about, after this, mm. with a similar setup. Um, I would say in terms of how they got the show right, um, and what they were doing before they had the show, it, it doesn't compare to the stuff that came before it. Um, I think it's influential because a lot of shows since have copied the format in terms of getting a stand-up comedian to, to kind of do his show I, I don't in think a sitcom it always format. Works. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, but a few people have, have done it after him and um, have been quite successful. But... There was nothing in this that made me want to watch it the next episode. Um, I hate to kind of poo on something from a great height, especially something that a lot of people love, but it's a bit vanilla. It is vanilla. It's a day. It's a daytime sitcom, which will be fine at two in the afternoon. You're home sick from work, or you're it's on the background. You're having yeah. a cup of tea. You do, yeah, you just it's on in the. It's a background yeah. show, isn't it? It is a background show. Oh, you've got um, some kids, and you're, you're you're feeding them while helping another one with their homework, and it's on in the background at. And you don't care if you miss bits because it's the same every single yeah, week. Yeah, and you don't really need to make sure you catch every detail because it's not vital to some deep storyline. Yeah. Um, and then there's a time and place for it. You know, this is the thing. Sometimes we've got these shows where you've, you've got to be very much fully immersed into it and other shows that are very much just kind of, as you say, they're kind of very backgroundy. They They just sort of fill a nice space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I... 
I, I expected it to be funnier. I loved. I did laugh yeah. at a few moments, especially when um, he puts the kids to bed and he's cleaned the living room. She comes back in from a night out and she goes, oh, we're going to go and check on the kids. And he, she gets halfway up the stairs and gives him a look as if to say, come on. And, he, and he's like, <laughs> I know what that means. And it's like, it is quite a nice sort of moment of like, okay, everyone can kind of relate to little sort of silent sort of messages between people between couples and things like that um so there is that to it but yeah it's do you know what the most interesting part of the show for me was the end credits no okay no more interesting than that um the casting nope okay the russians remade it they did and i saw the documentary about that really yes i did one of the uh, creators of everyone loves raymond is a documentary about him going to russia and pitching it and helping them make a pilot episode of the russian ones yeah and um because this is this was sold to multiple countries worldwide they all have their own would you like the list i would poland egypt holland israel india czech republic and britain we made one we made one called the smiths did we? It was a BBC One programme in 2013. Wow. Uh, Tim... Uh, no. Tim Key? No. Um, Tim Brooke Taylor? No, it's not Tim. Hang on. Uh, Mac. Mac. Um, Lee Mac. Mac. Lee Mac. Oh, that makes sense. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a Lee Mac show, can we? Yeah, I just... Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lee Mac. Uh, it was called Everybody Loves Lee. No, it was called The Smiths. No, no, it was called The Smiths. It was just called okay. The Smiths. Um, I don't even remember it happening. I think no one wants to remember it happening. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly the case. You should go to the BBC tomorrow. I and just... don't... I will have a look. Okay. I'll have a look. If I can find a copy of it. Yeah. Floating around. Go to work tomorrow. Send a stern email to... All pro- BBC users. Yeah. Or programmer at BBC.com. <laughs> the boss at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was about the most interesting part. Yeah. It was all right. Okay. I'm not totally offended by it. It was only 21 minutes of my life. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot else to say about it, if I'm being honest. I've was got some watching. stuff to say, but I'll say that when I do the scores, because okay. I think it's important I justify the score. My score. Right, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's move on then to hopefully then a slightly better note. Um, yes. I suspect it will be. Yeah. Um, so up next, we have got my choice this week, which is... Kind of similar, but altogether different. It is Seinfeld. That wasn't a guitar. That was me my using my vocal cords. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Um, keep going. <laughs> I can't. Go on. Um, so Seinfeld. No, no, keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm going to lose so many listeners. Um, so, Seinfeld, a little bit like um, Everybody Loves Raymond in the fact that it, uh, J- Jerry Seinfeld was a stand-up comedian. Yep. Successful in his own right. Yep. Very successful. Or given his own TV show. Now, people think it was as easy as that and it became a massive success straight away. This is This is what really happened because I was did a little bit of research. So they didn't want they didn't want to give NBC didn't want to give Jerry Seinfeld his own series. The reason they gave him his own series was because they wanted to handcuff him to NBC because they wanted him to take over on the late show. They, ah. So they wanted him to be the host of the chat show when the when the previous presenter was it 
um, Johnny, what's his name? So this is before Letterman. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They wanted... Fine, to, okay, yeah, yeah. I think just, yeah. Because this was 1989 that this aired. Yeah. He, His first episode was 1989, July of 1989. That's right, yeah. They wanted him to take over for a chat show. Maybe it wasn't a Letterman show, but it was another late show. Anyway. Because um, they've got the late show and the late, late show. Yeah, it's one of those. States. But one yeah, of those I, know, I know what you mean, yeah. So they were like, well, we don't want him to go to another channel, so we'll just keep him here. Contract we'll, him in we'll, and... We'll give him a TV show. No one will watch it. It'll be fine. So they let him like run with what he wanted to, and his his pitch was, "I want to make a show about nothing. I want to make a show about nothing. Get my friends involved. Uh, I'll just basically it'll just be him doing stand up comedy, and every now and again it'll be be a sketch that kind of helps to do." Interesting, you say that because it's one of the things I did uh, write down, and yeah. I did it in a very um, no idea who Jerry Seinfeld is sort of mindset. Okay, so I wrote the down. Is Jerry a stand-up comic using life to write, or is this a sketch show? That was what I wrote down. It's, um, so do you know... And I know that Jerry was obviously a stand-up comic. I yeah. know he's done that for years and years and years. So it's it's based on, obviously, based on some of his stand-up and some of the stuff that's happened in real life, but also the other creator is Larry David. Yep, um, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And if you see the scenarios that are in this, are the same scenarios that are in Curb Your Enthusiasm, little little moments that yeah. are going to blow up and like it's it's this is the beauty of it it's, but it's not as cringy as Curb Your Enthusiasm no but if, if you keep watching and, and go through it it does kind of get to Curb levels because George Costanza um, is basically the avatar for Larry David so the George Costanza character is is basically in place of Larry David because yeah. he, he wasn't acting at that point um and I think this little show about nothing that kind of nobody thought would do anything became the biggest show, like, in NBC history. At one it's point. enormous. If you've never watched it, I did the bit of research on the figures as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. The numbers are just mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. And you're right, at the start, I mean, it did pretty well for something that was supposed to be just a throwaway sort of show. Yeah. I think the figures were sort of 15, 17,000, uh, 7 million. Um, it's crazy numbers. Like, for the first few episodes. Yeah. But it, it climbed like no one's business um, to the likes of, um, for example, yep. this first episode's called The Seinfeld Chronicles. Yes. Uh, there is an episode called The Pilot. There is. It's a bit further on. Very it's confusing. Season four. Yeah. Um, and two part, two part it was a double one. episode yeah, yeah. that had 32 million viewers in the US alone. That's insane. And that's like early 90s. That is insane. <laughs> so it's like before cable television. and That's like, and that's like the World Cup final numbers. That's a ridiculous amount of like, people watching a show that's supposed to be just a... Thing, yeah, and this is this is like it kind of just took everyone by storm, and like it's just the casting so perfect. So you've got George Costanza, yep. played by Jason Alexander, yep. who's just great as this neurotic guy who, again, like he is almost kind of a bit like Ray Romano's brother in Everybody Loves Raymond, where he just doesn't get why Jerry always gets the girls, he always kind of gets everything he wants, yeah. And George Costanza, everything he tries, it just goes wrong. Every time he goes on a date, it goes wrong. Yeah. But there he is in every episode. He does it in this episode. He's a tryhard. He's a tryhard. And he, he's, he's there giving Jerry advice. And I'm, I'm thinking, Jerry, don't take advice from this guy. This, this guy's <laughs> life hasn't turned out great. And and like he, and Jerry's, one, because this episode is about um, the kind of wondering, a little, little kind of thing about 
if a girl likes you or not and whether the, the whole thing is is that it stems from this conversation they're having in the, in the cafe <laughs> yeah. and then uh, George asks the waitress it kind of makes relives the re, sort of acts the uh, the scenario yeah that Jerry was in uh, yep. to prove a point um, and I like the fact that he, he writes the word no on his clipboard yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> as she says no because that's what he's expecting her to say he, he turns the clip around yeah. and it's like Look at that, see? Exactly. So it's basically this particular episode, the pilot episode, is about Jerry um, discovering whether this girl he had, um, he met in, in another city, actually likes him. Because based yeah. on what she's saying, it feels like she's flirting with him over the phone. And he's like, okay, to... to uh, but he's not sure. He's not sure. So he, he asked George for his advice and George is like... His well, pal, his buddy, his yeah. friend... And, like, everything you kind of hear or see leads you to believe this girl's into Jerry. Yep. Um, so when she finally turns up, then this is where the kind of comedy happens. And obviously, this is the pilot episode, but if you've watched any episode of, of, of Seinfeld, you know, it doesn't all... It, it never goes right for Jerry. <laughs> it never goes. It's a bit like Rim Rim Red Dwarf. Just when you think he gets what he wants, he doesn't. So this girl turns up. She gets a phone call at his flat. She's, she's asked to stay over as well. If a girl... If you didn't have, if you didn't have your lovely girlfriend, and she and a girl said to you, um, "Okay, can I stay at yours? Can I stay?" And you're just like quids in. Well, let's put it this way: I would probably tidy up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd probably tidy up, buy a scented candle. You know what I mean? You'd, you'd make an effort, wouldn't you? That's the point. The point is, is that you would, you would. That is a sign. It's uh, a sign. Yeah. So. And- and by the way, if any girls listen to this and they're laughing, thinking, that's not a sign. That is, Rob, you're talking nonsense. It, it to us, it is a sign, and it and this that's is proven, and it's proven yeah. in what Jerry was saying in his stand-up segments in yeah, the show yeah, because yeah. Um, the show skips from like uh, sketchy sort of scenes. He's playing himself as well, yeah, yeah, to him doing stand-up, yeah. So. He, he goes on a, a big explainer of how, like, girls, you've got to understand that, guys, we are rubbish. We do not see signs. <laughs> we can't see the signs, yeah. We don't see the signs. So it, it I'm only saying what Jerry says essentially in this episode yeah, about yeah. the whole thing. And it's true. Like, I, for one, I, I'm useless at seeing and so And in my mind, I think, I'm an intelligent guy. I can kind of, I can figure out what people are feeling from their body language. No, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm, I'm kidding myself. So in this scenario, he this girl comes over and he's like, okay, I, I'm in here. And she's also said, oh, well, do you, what if I stay for the weekend? Can I stay for the weekend? And he's like, okay, this is certain. And then she gets a call. And then she gets off the call and goes, oh, never get engaged, Jerry. And just looks like, wow, okay. So he has to completely misread this. Uh, and now we start stuck with her for the whole weekend and has to go on a, on a, on a, boat. On a, a boat tour for five hours with this girl who's got a fiancé. So I did enjoy this a lot. It was very, very good. And oh, uh, one, of the, one of the early little gags about, well, it's not even really a gag, but there's a, the conversation they're having in the cafe before the before the conversation about the phone call happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jerry is saying about the button on his shirt, how <laughs> how it's in the wrong position. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, it's yeah. a redundant button. And I thought, <laughs> that is such a Rob's ovation. Uh, it's great. Such it's great, a though. Rob's ovation. And then he does a thing, of the gag on uh, his stand-up set about the laundry day yeah. is an, is the night out at a nightclub for clothes. Because, <laughs> like yeah. Like, yeah, and the, the socks always plan the escape in the laundry basket the day before. They're like, tomorrow? I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah. out of here. Um, and I like that. I, I I didn't really get it at first. I was thinking this is really odd format. Yeah. But by the time I got to the end of the episode, mm-hmm. I was really enjoying this whole, um, here's a scene. Yeah. 
here's how it plays out, mm-hmm. and then him telling that story yeah. to an audience and adding all the extra little bits and bobs to make it even funnier. Yeah, and not yeah. not lying, but just exaggerating the whole experience and sort of yeah. really sort of drawing it out and telling a story, and which I liked. And, and again, all of it was great, yeah. but... Okay. I do have a little bit of a bugbear of it. Before you come to that, can I tell you, can I just give it a few more props? Yep. Um, the casting um, is incredible. Um, so, I mean, now Michael Richards, who plays Kramer, he is now a little bit less attractive to a comedy viewer because of his kind of, I don't know if you know what he got up to, but he, he said some racist stuff on, on stage during one stand-up, which... Uh, Destroyed his career, basically. Fair enough. Um, but in this, as Kramer, the the neighbour that just comes in unexpectedly, a little bit like the mother in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, he's outstanding. He's such a weird character, and we just you just didn't see that before in in sitcoms. And you've got Elaine, who is you kind of just think is she the love interest? What's going on here? Is she yeah. into him? Is he into her? And that will she won't she think just carries on throughout the whole like series and keeps you, keeps and you have you, to have that. Yeah, keeps you involved in it. Um. And I just think just everyone in this is just just pinpoint. But what do you? Well, what's your? I'm gonna have to disagree on one point you've just made. Okay. I, I I thought the neighbor thing was the was just not right. It didn't it didn't <laughs> sit right for me. Okay. I, I was happy to have a neighbor, a weird neighbor. Yeah. That was fine. But he was weird in the wrong way for me. <laughs> okay. And that's weird coming, in the wrong that's way. That's coming from me. In, in, okay, and tell me exactly why you you don't like Kramer, the most famous weird neighbour there is I I don't he just it felt very forced okay it wasn't it wasn't odd yeah he yeah he wasn't an odd neighbour yeah he was a really strange like like something's not right strange rather than quirky odd so I, I, I could just about get the pulling the two slices of bread out of his dressing gown pockets and going got any meat I absolutely love that. Right now, I come on. Do, as you're saying it, you're thinking that's funny. See, now if he did pulled out a whole ham sandwich, yeah. and just tucked into it, yeah, that would have been fine. But the oh. pulling out two separate slices of bread and going, "Have you got any meat?" It, it was too weird. It was like it was. Are a, you telling me a step too far on? Are you telling on. me if someone walked in the store right now, yeah, pulled out two two slices of bread and was like, "Have you got any meat?" You wouldn't laugh. Obviously, we'd be scared. Well, if it's slightly worried, yeah. It's two against one, we'd win. But like, that would be funny. I would laugh. No, no, it was, it was no, it was two four. So okay, again, like I say, sort of the other example is if he'd have just got a ham sandwich out of his dressing gown pocket, yeah, without any reference to it, and just started right, eating right, it, right, okay, like it'd have been. It's all like, did he just put hams? It. Rather than okay. sort of going, look, here's two slices of bread. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to ask for something really weird now, Understand. having just bar- barged into your flat. Yeah, yeah. Because if he'd have come in with the bread in his hands yeah. and gone, oh, Jerry, I need some meat. <laughs> right? Funny. That's funny. <laughs> but because he walked in, sort of did something, and then sort of did, did oh yeah, by the way, I got the bread in the pockets. Yeah, bread gag, bread gag. It was almost like it was in the wrong order or it wasn't so delivered right. Because all the other comedy is quite subtle and quite nuanced, this is a little bit like jarred, over the top. It jarred okay. a bit. That's all it was. It just jarred a bit. It it was nearly there for me. Yeah. It just looked, It just felt a bit off. Okay. I, I, I don't it, think Kramer's meant to make sense. He's meant I, to just no, be like a I, kind I, of I a comic that. relief. I, I do get A that. break from the kind of... And I guess, actually, in a way, he does complete a triangle of characters and you've yeah. got George's are kind of... 
almost a bit of a pessimist, almost a bit downbeat. And you've got Jerry, who's very optimistic in a way. He's yeah. sort of very much up, upbeat and mm-hmm. unoptimistic. And then you've just got the weird other side of the triangle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, that, and that's... I, I mean, mean, he's quite a lame it's, as it's well, a great, but yeah. Yes, I know, but the three guys, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think she, she's very much an external influence and maybe, in a different way. Yeah. She's maybe not... In, in this first episode, anyway, she's not... Yeah, for, especially yeah. in the first episode, at least. Obviously, that's what we're uh, chatting about. Um, I did laugh it, though. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it made me laugh a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I... And I'd like to see more. I really... I mean, I've... I've recently gone back and, and blitzed this first series like in quite a short amount of time. Um, and I think I'm almost finishing the second series. And I'm just going to blitz through it till the end and then in a year's time probably watch it all again. I'd, it's a lot to watch though. Nine seasons of it. Yeah, but it's almost like this is what the, this is the show that Friends should have been. Friends is just cheesy to me now. I yeah. can't watch Friends. It's just too cheesy for me. This is subtle. This... It's about almost almost like real it's people clever. going through it, emotions. It, 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 and... It's more clever. It, it's just more yeah. clever than that. It's. I mean, this this is why it lives on. Like I I, I never hear anyone say, "Oh, I'm going to go home and watch a uh, Friends box set now," because it's not 1997. People still watch watch Seinfeld all the time. Yeah, and, I, and again, I was just going to throw back to the whole these cutting from skate uh, sort of scenes to stand up. Yeah, it's so different. And it shouldn't work on paper. That shouldn't work. Yeah, but it it does. But lots of lots of people have copied that since. Oh, like no, Amy no, Schumer no, no. does it in her. Sh- yeah, in and her I show. know that he, that's what he did. That, yeah. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's a really brave thing to do to essentially just do some stand up on telly. Yeah. Whilst interspersing it with some sketches. Yeah. To to almost illustrate the jokes he's telling. I mean, yeah. And the other thing, I've got the question about that, the whole stand-up thing. I don't know if you know the answer. Did he perform the stand-up to yeah. an audience under the impression that it was being filmed deliberately to go in the show? Or was he just doing a bit of stand-up that they filmed and then they used that yeah. to write the sketches and the scenes? Um, I mean, I don't know for certain, but I can work out from what I've seen. He basically almost films an entire series uh, of those intercut um, stand-up moments, probably all in a couple over a couple of nights, because you can see the same people in the audience. Yeah. If you, and I was looking at, it, he's, oh, I recognise that lady. I can recognise that man's laugh. Um, and but I mean, it's obviously all scripted, and these shows were probably in place to to film for for this show. Because um, a part of me thinks that there's there's a there's a opportunity here for a very good stand-up comic. And, and writer to do a same, he's one of the, the best ever I, I know yeah, he is yeah. I, know, I get it I, yeah. I think there's the opportunity for someone else to do the same sort of idea and take this whole I'm going to write a stand up show about observations of life yeah Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of great comedians who do this really really well but then so so film so write a stand up show okay hour hour and a half two hours perform it mm-hmm. in front of a live audience as yeah. a stand up show and then take that and chop it down and then write and perform some sketches that illustrate the jokes with them in it. Like, so basically making an episode like this pilot of Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. but having deliberately written a stand-up show, because stand-up is written to be funny. I I feel like that's what he did. But also, like Amy Schumer, more recently, Amy Schumer has done that. Oh, is she? 
Do you know? Amy yeah, Schumer? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, so her uh, Inside Amy Schumer's show is interspersed with her doing stand up about certain topics, and then you get a couple of sketches about that type that type of thing. Oh, okay. I mean, mostly it's about like like men being. Men. Horrible, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get a bunch of things about that, or maybe it's about like women having certain issues with certain things. And then, I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm a lot of people um, don't like Amy Schumer, and well, number one because they think they, she's a joke stealer, which I've seen the evidence on YouTube. Yeah, she does steal jokes, but I think she's funny. I think she's a real talent. I really do. I mean, the films she's chosen to do not so good, but inside Amy Schumer, we've all done stuff we're not particularly proud of. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about your stand up again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd say that, you swine. <laughs> but inside Amy Schumer is genuinely a funny show. I really, really like it. Maybe we add it to the list at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so um, Seinfeld was the first kind of person to do this. It kind of set set the jelly mold and it's i mean that it's kind of lives on the just the the kind of rev, the reverence people have for Seinfeld yeah it's just the best i mean because because of that we get Kirby enthusiasm so it can only be a good thing yeah. and now just to, just to um go full circle Jerry Seinfeld i think it was last year uh, mid last year he released because he hasn't stand up for years for decades and he released uh, a stand-up on Netflix. Did you ever watch it? No. You watch it because you love your Netflix stand-up. Loves Netflix stand-up. Yeah, especially his comeback after like 30 years of not doing stand-up. I will go away and watch yeah. that now. That's... And it's it's great. So he, he does I, I think he I think he does stand-up really well. Oh, it's, you just, know, it's just, really, really good. Just sort of leaving aside the sketches that they do yeah. as well. I genuinely think I could watch him do stand-up and enjoy it. Yeah. Like genuinely enjoy his stand-up comedy. I think, I think he's a very, very clever man. Yeah, I think Netflix gave him... Eight, it's just given him eighty million dollars as well for his uh, comedians in getting coffee in cars show. Yes, I've seen the advert for this. Yeah, so that's on Netflix now as well. Um, and yeah, he got about eighty million for that. Wow, crazy! But, he, but then you know when you prove yourself on the yeah, on the comedy Seinfeld, circuit yeah. and you prove yourself with a show like this, which as I say, when it started with something like seventeen million viewers yeah. for the start um, by season four. When the pilot episode was on, yeah. um, it was up to 32 million. And the finale, excuse me, was watched by 72 million people. I can't even the, comprehend that. In the US alone. I can't even comprehend that many people watching a TV That's show at the same time. I know this would have been uh, 97, 98, I think. Don't quote me on it, but I'll double check. Before the millennia. That would have been about one in four people in the US. Yeah. Watching it at the time. When it aired. Yeah, it would. 25% of the population in the late 90s sat and watched this one show. You, we'll never a get throw, that again. A throwaway idea. Yeah. Just to get him into the, you know, the mould at um, I'm, NBC. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, I'm assuming my, my TV show's going to get similar numbers, but like... Obviously. Before that, that's crazy. But can I just all say that... Both the shows we talked about today, yeah. maybe the only kind of precursor to Seinfeld was the Cosby show because he had Bill Cosby, another yeah. person who's kind of, we're not really allowed to talk about that much because people go crazy, but Bill Cosby was the first kind of stand-up comedian to have a successful sitcom that was beloved worldwide and kind of set the format for a, a sitcom with a stand-up comedian as his main protagonist. Yeah. Um, did it extremely well worldwide, made Bill Cosby one of the richest guys in the world. And then Ray Romano did it, and also uh, 
Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld did it, so I can see why... Uh, the format works. The format the, does work, it, yeah. It, it, it does work. It can work with the right person. Yeah. And I think it just goes, if if they're a good writer, and this is this goes for all comedy, really, in my opinion. Yeah. If you write a good joke, a good joke is funny. Yeah. Do you have it, any good jokes right now? Uh... No. <laughs> so the thing is, I don't, I don't think, I don't consider myself a joke teller. Okay. I'm, I'm more just say stuff that actually, when you think about it, is really funny and odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where my world of observations come from. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. I get that. Like when I, I, I was discussing um, stairs uh, the other day because it dawned on me that stairs are really weird. <laughs> like they are. <laughs> like stairs are really weird. <laughs> Why? Like, well, because once upon a time, everybody lived in one story. Okay. Like, there was no upstairs. Mm-hmm. The concept of upstairs didn't exist. The word upstairs didn't exist because stairs didn't exist. <laughs> so what did they do? Did they everyone just not go up? Everyone was on a level pegging. And then someone one day went, we really should put this Christmas tree away. <laughs> and this came to mind in the moment. I was live. And I went... Um, yeah, I could always put it in the, um, well, what's that thing? What are we calling the thing up, the, you know, up there? What do we call that? Well, let's call it a loft. Why? I don't know. It's the first word that came to mind. All right. How are we getting there? I'll build some stairs, I guess. You know, someone... Stairs or stairs. Exactly. Someone had to, that conversation had to take place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I've said this, people are imagining the staircases and the doors or at work or whatever. And they're thinking, <laughs> yeah, someone had to do that first, didn't they? <laughs> A crazy yeah, lunatic. Like, yeah, that's true. You imagine going in the first house ever and yeah. seeing a staircase and going, Yeah, a bit what's fancy. That? What, what, yeah. The, what the hell was that? Next thing you go, and you go, Oh, I'll show, I'll show you. Watch this. And you walk up and you go, I'm upstairs. <laughs> and all right, that's all right, but can you go back down again? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But why? <laughs> just It's just one of those things that springs to mind. So I think I'm more observational than I am a joke teller. Yeah. Um, shall we score? Let's score. Let's score. Everybody loves Raymond first, then. I don't think so you go to first. a very good score here. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Um, I can't get past the fact that they did make a lot of episodes of this. And it's clearly <laughs> it's clearly successful in a, in a sense that um, lots of different countries decided to make their own versions of it. Yeah. Um, and it lasted a long, long time in the States. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I feel like I'm being generous there with that as well anyway, but yeah. I'm going to give it a six. I was going to give it a five. Right. Uh, but I'm actually going to give it a six. So I'm giving that extra one in the memory of my friend Ed Billig, who which, this was his favourite show. He's no longer with us, but it was his favourite show, so I'm giving it a six as well. Oh, nice. Um, Twelve. Twelve, which I think is more than fair enough for the yeah. pilot episode. It, it might get better. I'm sure there are better episodes than the pilot episode. I was just a bit. It's just a bit nothing. Yeah, it's just it a is. Bit in the it background. is. It's yeah. a little bit bland, isn't it? But yeah. you know, it is what it is, and it's on the list at twelve. It's alongside Friends and the IT Crowd. Uh, well, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, which feels kind of good. It yeah. feels sort of right. Really. It is about the level of Friends. That's correct. Absolutely. Uh, so the next we Seinfeld. had Seinfeld. Now this is going to be an interesting one because the very next episode of Seinfeld is an absolute barnstormer, and it's just. Just brilliant. So it's not the best episode then? This isn't the best episode in this series. It's definitely not the best episode. But I really enjoyed it. And again, I mean, this is an, as influential a sitcom as you could possibly get. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. There's better episodes in the series. And this doesn't really kind of let the characters kind of 
expand enough flourish yeah um, i think jerry's a little bit one-dimensional in this elaine is zero dimensional in in, in this <clears throat> kramer's the kramer um okay. but yeah you get the gist like, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a really good episode i really liked it i'm giving it an eight i'll match you okay i'm gonna give it an eight as well uh can i just say like again the reason why we're doing this is because and the reason why we're pointing out uh, pilot episodes, we're highlighting those, is because a pilot episode should be something that'll make you want to continue to watch the rest of the series. And I do. Yeah, and Seinfeld does it where Everybody Loves Raymond definitely doesn't. I have no inclination whatsoever to watch another episode of that show. So uh, what are we doing next week, So 16, Rob? by the way, just to put 16. that on the list, that's 16. It goes in with the likes of yep. uh, The Flash and Oz. There's only a couple in ah, there on 16, so okay. it's a good company. The Flash and Oz, two really, really good shows, yeah. Yep, 16, there it is. Good, cool. All right, so next week, um, you go first. I'm going to go first yep. next week, and I want to do... I, I'm going to go for. I'm going to play a dangerous card here. I, okay. I suspect you might either love this right. or hate it. It's the but week we do Sex in the City. No, no, not Sex in the City this week. Right, right, um, right. Uh, it is, however, one of the most popular shows on television okay. in the 21st century. Ooh. Big Bang Theory. Okay. I've got... Okay, a, that's all I needed to say. I was going to say... I'm, that is I've, all you needed to say. I've got a very, very, very mixed <coughs> idea of this show, right, but we'll, we'll see what happens next week. I'll go for Big Bang Theory. Um, the only thing... Well, do you know what? I haven't seen the I haven't seen the pilot episode of this show, but it's one everybody's told me to watch. Um, and it's about a bunch of geeks. Um, I say a bunch of geeks, intelligent people, but they are quite geeky. Uh, and it's on Amazon at the moment, so you can watch it too. It's called Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire. Never heard of it. I, based on what people tell me, it's an incredible show, really underrated. So I'm keen. Okay. And this is the great thing about this show. It makes me watch shows that I probably wouldn't have watched and it bumped Absolutely. it right to the top of the list. Absolutely. Likewise, uh, I don't actually know if I've ever seen the Big Bang Theory pilot, but... Lucky, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what next week's going to be like, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I've got a mixed relationship with the show, okay. so you, ne- you never know. Well, listen, if you've got thoughts you want to share with us about a Big Thang Bang Theory or Halt and Catch Or fire, even the Big Thang Theory, which... Or, or that, or the Big Thang... <laughs> theory um you're welcome to share them with us on twitter and yeah. uh, papers we can read a few of them out before uh, next week on the episode um jed if they want to get in touch with you they find me on twitter at jed shepherd which is j-e-d-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d we get better at that every week we do uh, and i'm on twitter at the Jellyman. that's t-h-e-e Jellyman. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on uh, the shows we've talked about today. Everybody loves Raymond, Seinfeld, uh, and if you've got any sort of four thoughts on next week's shows, you're welcome to pass. And if you have five well. thoughts, then then go for that too. That leaves me to say, we'll see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Jelly man. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> that was a creepy one. <laughs>